Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll get into the coronavirus latest information. And my take on the situation as well as the economy. But before we do, I'm reading these stories that Donald Trump is in trouble, that the polls are this and the polls are that, and he can't have his, you know, rallies and what a mess these press conferences are. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, how the hell, as the greatest republic on the face of the earth, how the hell, as the freest people, at least prior to this, on the face of the earth, How are we supposed to have a general election in this country when the candidate, the putative candidate for the Democrat Party is in hiding? And I don't just mean because of the virus. The virus, actually, has been very helpful to Joe Biden's political career. I'm not saying he wished for it or anything provocative. What I'm saying is he's using it as an excuse. He's using it as an excuse to not be engaged by at least some small fraction of the media that would like to ask him questions. In a strange way, he's hiding in plain sight. But he's not scrutinized. He's scripted. He's not subject to any serious questioning, whether it's about the alleged rape or anything else. We hear these clips... They expose him to the public like five minutes at a time. That's it. There is something wrong with this man. And he wants to become the most powerful man in the country in the most powerful position in the world. Now, I can't tolerate this, and you shouldn't tolerate it either. The media and the Democrat Party and all their surrogates know exactly what they're doing. They're running a stealth campaign. 90% attack Trump. The other 10% protect Biden. Now, we cannot sit here while his, his handlers issue white papers on what we should do. When Joe Biden is not subjected to any kind of press inquiries, any kind of serious questioning, he's being handled, he's being managed. A narrative is being created. I see these polls always doing better than Trump in this state and that state. Because they're creating an image. While they trash Trump real time. While they sleaze him. While they smear him. No matter what he does. Joe Biden is untouched. Untouched. We have a right to see Joe Biden unencumbered by his handlers, and a media, 90% of which is protecting him. 
When is the last time you saw Joe Biden seriously questioned for 15 minutes, for 20 minutes, for 30 minutes? This guy's going to meet with the head of China, Xi. He's going to meet with Putin. He's going to negotiate peace deals in the Middle East. He's rambling. He's mumbling. He's buffoonish. He is showing symptoms of some form of dementia. Everybody knows it, especially the experts. They know it, and yet every damn one of them says nothing. This country belongs to us, we the people. The parties aren't in the Constitution. They talk to Democrats about the popular vote. They want to get rid of the Electoral College. Well, before we we get rid of the Electoral College and before there's a popular vote, how about we have access to your candidate? I mean, this is basic stuff. We've gone from the Lincoln-Douglas debates to debate after debate after debate to Joe Biden being hidden in the basement, scripted, Script, everybody knows this. It is absolutely outrageous. Yes, he needs to be subjected to scrutiny over the rape allegation, a credible rape allegation. And every single woman that he ran against in the Democrat primary and every single woman who puts power in front of truth has thrown in with Biden. They don't even know all the facts. They don't even say, let's wait and see. Because as I told you yesterday, it's liberal women who have rights. It's women who throw in with the Democrats who have rights. Not other women, not Republican women, not conservative women, not pro-life women. They have nothing as far as the Democrats are concerned. They're just part of that crowd out there. But there's a big issue here. Yes, the rape issue is critical. There's only two presidents that I know of in my lifetime who've been accused of rape. Bill Clinton, and one, he's not president, one who wants to be president, Joe Biden. Trump was never even accused of that, and they've accused him of everything, almost. But this is a serious question. It is a constitutional question. It is a cultural and societal question. The Democrat Party is running a candidate who is mentally incapacitated. The 25th Amendment exists for somebody who, once they're elected, if they become mentally incapacitated, for procedures to address that. But we've never been confronted with a situation, certainly not in modern times, where the candidate, the putative candidate to be nominated by his party, the biggest party in the country is incapacitated going into the Oval Office. And this is due to the Democrat Party, and it's due to the media. So before we get to policy, we need to know if this guy is capable of being president of the United States. Not because you disagree or agree with him. Now, the Democrats are going ahead. They're not going to nominate anybody else. This is the guy. They're not going to nominate anybody else. This is the guy. Obama will throw in for him, both of the Obamas. They could give a damn. We don't want a country, God forbid, if this man is elected, 
where the people who are really running the country are faceless, nameless, behind the scenes, inside the closet, hacks and political operatives. Joe Biden is 77 years old. Should he get elected president of the United States by the time he's sworn in, he'll be 78 years old. He's only going to go downhill from here. You're seeing the best of Joe Biden right now. You're seeing the best, the sharpest Joe Biden can be right now. It goes south from here, further south than he already is. Now, we need to demand. We need to demand, despite what they do and say in Washington, D.C., despite what they do and say in New York City, and I'm not talking about the people, I'm talking about the phony elites, the self-appointed power brokers. We need to demand that we get to the bottom of this. That the media running interference for one party and one candidate is unacceptable for this country. It is enormously dangerous if Joe Biden is elected president of the United States. Enormously dangerous. He's incapable of speaking. He's incapable of keeping his thoughts straight. He's incapable of completing sentences. These are telltale signs. I'm starting out this program with this, and I'm going to continue to do it over the months ahead. Because he's getting a pass. The Democrat Party's getting a pass, and the media are giving them a pass. They want all of our focus on Trump. Oh, look, Trump with disinfectant and Trump, and they spin and they lie. It's just constant with their attacks on Trump. But this is now their strategy, the Democrat Party press and the Democrat Party to win the presidency. Just unload daily on Trump. Blame him for deaths. Blame him for unemployment. Blame him for bankruptcies. Blame him for the spread of the virus. Blame him for everything. And that's what they're doing. Meanwhile, what about Joe? Hey, forget about Joe. Trump, Trump, Trump. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has to be thrilled with the fact that he can hide under the cover of everybody staying home. Can you imagine this man at a 30-minute rally speaking off the top of his head? Can you imagine this man in front of the, a serious press corps that seriously tries to endeavor into this man's thoughts? Look how hostile the press are to Donald Trump. All of them. Now this clown Andrew Lack, who runs NBC and MSNBC, has been a clown his whole life. It's a leftist. Says that this is the golden age of journalism. Yeah, if it were China, or Russia, or Iran, or Cuba. It's no golden age of journalism. Tell us something, Andrew Lack. When are you and your when are you and your clowns gonna get around to actually reporting on Joe Biden and talking to him? How about you, Jeffrey Mother Zucker? What about you? Comcast owns NBC and MSNBC. They obviously want Biden. AT&T owns CNN. They obviously want Biden. But every one of these fools who pretends to be a reporter. Why? Why are they reporters? Because they have cameras in their faces? Every one of them. 
knows exactly what's going on in this country. Where's the one-hour town hall with Joe Biden? A serious one-hour town hall. Not some fake town hall where he's in the basement and so forth. I love the way they're trashing Pence. You know, he went, there he goes, he's at a Mayo Clinic. Everyone's wearing a mask but him. And everybody reporting on him not wearing a mask is not wearing a mask. It's amazing. They're not wearing masks in these newsrooms. And they're attacking Pence. Nancy Pelosi, when she does go out there, she's not wearing a mask. And trust me, she should. But she's not. Congress. Nancy Pelosi won't call Congress back. You got people earning the minimum wage who haven't stopped working the last several months, making sure food is on our grocery shelves, making sure we can fill up our cars. We've got people driving trucks from one end of the country to the other for months. We've got police officers and firefighters, as usual, going into hell's way. We've got courageous Americans, whether law enforcement or civilians, and Congress can't meet. They can't wear masks. They can't have social distancing. I mean, they're the ones that have people waiting on them hand and foot. They can't meet. But this Joe Biden thing is very serious, ladies and gentlemen. They are trying to slip him into the presidency. And you watch, when it comes to debates, they're going to say, no, they have to be short, and uh, maybe we shouldn't have debates because of the weather, because Trump is nasty, because of this, because of that. We've got to be sitting, we can't be standing, we should be near each other. You know, not a formal debate, maybe one, maybe two. They should have six, seven, or eight of them. I mean, after all, Trump isn't that sharp, right, ladies and gentlemen? Trump doesn't know what he's doing. He knows exactly what he's doing. Joe Biden, under these circumstances, would have crumbled already. He couldn't have held press conferences. He couldn't have explained what the hell's going on. He can't even pronounce coronavirus. Or COVID-19. He'd be a COVID-23. Is it the G8 or the G7? This is, this is serious business. The libs like to say, can you believe he's got his fingers on the red button? You know, the nuclear weapon. Is that where you want Biden, ladies and gentlemen? And shame on Joe Biden and shame on his family for not looking after him and protecting him from this. And shame on the media protecting him from serious scrutiny. It's a disgusting disgrace. And you know it over there at the New York Times and the Washington Post. And you know it over there at CNN and MSNBC. You all know it. And then you have these clowns. In Hollywood, or right, like Stern and these other... I'm not voting for him. Well, I'm voting for Biden. I back Biden. Why? Damn fools. I'll be right back. Mark in. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days... I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics, including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand, and absolutely free of charge. Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too. 
with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You know, there's various forms of dementia, but it's all quite bad, Alzheimer's. What a horrific disease, horrific. Not even close to a cure. Affects different people differently, of course, and these other forms of dementia. And what is upsetting about this from a, a, a national point of view, it's, it's really quite, quite a horrible thing this potential, but from a familiar, familial point of view, it's a horrible thing too. I don't understand his family. I don't understand Dr. Joe Biden. When somebody has something like this, they should be treated with dignity and compassion. The focus shouldn't be on some campaign. The focus should be on how he lives out the rest of his life. And uh, it's a terrible, terrible thing. Many of you have had family members or know people who've gone through this. It is a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing to watch and to live through. It can happen to any of us. But I never dreamed that a family would be so indifferent as to run the patriarch Joe Biden, for the presidency, knowing full well he's incapable of handling this. Or the Democrat Party would and will nominate somebody who they know is mentally incapable of handling this job. And the media, these people who are constantly trashing Trump, they know full well that Joe Biden is not qualified. I don't mean constitutionally, I mean otherwise. To serve in that office, a, a horribly difficult office. So this is just appalling. I, I, at no time in history, certainly no time in modern history has this ever happened before. And we the people in the end, we have a right to hear from Joe Biden every day, all the time. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics, including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand, and absolutely free of charge. Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. 
This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Only show with a warning label for liberals. The Mark Levin Show. Call him now at 877-381-3811. The media and the Democrat Party know that the enthusiasm level for Biden will not be way up there. So they're trying to create the enthusiasm level for people to vote against Trump. That's what they're trying to do. But over at the Daily Wire, they report Trump is trouncing Biden in voter enthusiasm. The president is leading former Vice President Joe Biden by double digits in voter enthusiasm. Biden, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee, has consistently beaten Trump in national polling and continues to outperform the incumbent by about six points, according to Real Clear Politics polling average. This is what amazes me uh, about the, the way they're running this campaign, Biden, and how they're getting away with it. Despite Biden's polling numbers, Trump's voters remain much more excited about re-electing Trump than Biden's are about beating the president. And this is why you see the Democrats wanting more hearings, an investigation on coronavirus, why you can see the Democrat press, whether it's the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo, uh, the lineup at MSLSD and the Constipated News Network, the media telling lies, spinning, smearing. They don't care. They're unleashing everything they can because they are invested in Trump losing, which means Biden must win. When voters were asked how excited they are to vote for their favorite candidate, 64% of Trump voters answered they're extremely or very excited to cast their ballot for the president. Biden voters measured considerably less enthusiasm, with just 45% uh, falling within the same categories, according to an Emerson College poll released Tuesday. Voters from both camps generally believe that Trump will win in November, Uh, According to Emerson, 57% of voters believe Trump will win re-election in November versus 43% of voters who think Biden will hold the office next. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to push vote by mail in states that are controlled by the Democrats, early voting as early as they can get it. You know, the Democrats uh, posing as judges in black robes, for instance, on the 10th Circuit, they just ruled today, just today. That the proof of citizenship law passed in Kansas was unconstitutional. So proof of citizenship when you vote is unconstitutional. It violates the Equal Protection Clause. Now, is that a joke or what? Voter ID laws, unconstitutional. Proof of citizenship, unconstitutional. Of course they're not unconstitutional. In Virginia, Landmark Legal Foundation, run by Pete Hutchison, And his great lawyers there, my buddies Mike and Matt. What are they doing? They're having to sue Virginia because one of the bills the governor signed does not require evidence of identification or proof of citizenship in absentee balloting. What? In absentee balloting, you, have to, you don't have to, have to show any ID. And then, of course, the media say, well, I mean, can you prove people are cheating? How do you prove people are cheating? They set up rules to allow people to cheat. 
Maybe we'll get one-tenth of one percent of, the, the, of, of evidence. But you and I, we don't run the polling places. We're not the secretaries of state. And these elections anymore in these states are very, very close. Says, while Trump is struggling to handle the coronavirus epidemic. Now, you see, this is a lie in the media. Trump is struggling to handle the coronavirus epidemic. No, he's not. He's actually doing a fantastic job. Cuomo's struggling to handle the coronavirus epidemic. Every time there's a decision to be made, he's virtually made the wrong decision. More on that later. You don't hear about him now replacing Biden, do you? No. No, you don't. So you have that. And then you have this. AOL has a news service, and it is a disgusting disgrace. They really, really, they promote Yahoo News. Listen to this headline by Dylan Stableford, if that is his name or her name. U.S. death toll passes 60,000 mark, Trump said would mark success in coronavirus fight. So they're reporting over 60,000 people have died. And the headline is Trump. It's, it's stunning. It's absolutely shocking. The United States passes 60,000 coronavirus deaths on Wednesday, according to data from Johns Hopkins University, more than three months earlier than had been predicted by a model the White House has frequently used. The White House has frequently used a model. Has the White House frequently used a model? No. The doctors that the media promote, Fauci and Burks, they're the modelers, not the White House. The White House is a building, not the president. He doesn't do the modeling. He's supposed to follow the science, so he's following his scientists. And this is the kind of crap reporting you get, because they want to pin it on the president. Until recently, the 60,000 mark was touted by President Trump as a measure of success. Just 10 days ago, Trump said, Trump this, Trump that, Trump said, Trump said. What a heartless, cold-blooded reporter and opinion piece dressed up as news. Shocking. Tell me, can you give us a few names of the 60,000 people? Who, no, 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 no. This is about Trump. Tell me, can you tell us who's making the decisions about nursing homes and adult uh, activity centers, adult uh, uh, residences, assisted living centers? Uh, the governors. Oh, well, how is this on Trump? Doesn't matter. It's Trump. Remember the goal here. Got all elect Biden. Kind of keep them under thumb and just keep attacking Trump, 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 virus, Trump, death, Trump, Lysol, Trump, Russia, Trump, China, Trump, Biden. Oh, the future. Fantastic. Experience. Courageous. Genius. Trump, 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 Trump. This is what we're getting. And the courts that are controlled, those, those courts that are controlled by the Democrats are doing their best to grease the skids for the Democrats. Tenth Circuit. Proof of citizenship, ladies and gentlemen, violates the Equal Protection Clause of the Constitution. Can you imagine? Why? 
If all citizens can vote, if they can demonstrate that they're citizens, how does that violate equal protection? It doesn't, of course. I don't even have to read the opinions. The opinions are bullcrap. Voter ID laws, unconstitutional. Based on what? If they're unconstitutional for voting, they're unconstitutional for every other reason. If they're innately unconstitutional, that is, they discriminate, then I assume when you're getting on a train, getting on a plane, and the funny thing is, these voter IDs are handed out by the government. Oh, you can't use that. That's, uh, you're suppressing the vote. Well, you're suppressing driving, and you're suppressing my ability to get beer, and you're, you're suppressing my ability to get on an airplane to purchase it. You're suppressing all kinds of stuff. It's your ID. We're just saying use it. Nah, nah, you don't understand. No, we don't understand. Well, a lot of people can't afford an ID. What a lie. You can get it for free if you can demonstrate you can't afford it. How much is a voter ID? It's a piece of plastic. How much is it? Two cents? It's the government that gives them out. It's the government that sells them. I'm sorry. And then you have states that are earnestly trying to clean their voter rolls of dead people, people who uh, they move from state to state. They They don't drop out of their voter registration. Oh, again, you're trying to suppress the vote. You want to take dead people off the roll? Oh, you're trying to suppress the vote. You want to make sure only people who can vote are supposed to? Oh, you're trying to suppress the vote. And racist on top of that. Racist on top of what? The only people who demand to know your race. This is an interesting thing as I sit here and think about it. As a lawyer who used to practice this stuff, used to work at the Justice Department. The only reason we have government records with your race on it is because the government requires it. It's because the census requires it. It's because the government requires it. They want to know your race. Most of us, I don't want to know the race. I want to make a deal. I want to buy something. I want, I, I want a job. I, I want to start a business. I want a loan. I want this. And uh, race, if you use race against the person, well, that's a violation of the Constitution and various civil rights statutes, federal and state. But the government wants to collect information about race. Unbelievable. E- even with this virus, race, race. Certain races die more from the virus. Wow. It's a racist virus. I mean, boy, we really have to defeat a racist virus. It's so stupid. It's so sick. Proof of citizenship violates the Equal Protection Clause. Voter ID laws are unconstitutional. Since when? It seems to me not having a voter ID law should be unconstitutional because the purpose of them, it's not what the Democrats say. Nothing is what the Democrats say or the media say. The purpose of voter ID laws are to make sure people who are supposed to vote or can vote do vote so they don't cancel out somebody else's vote. This is basic stuff. Proof of citizenship. Proof of citizenship violates the... I'm, I'm stunned. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If you and your family are finding yourself at home with extra time on your hands these days, 
I know an excellent way to fill it. Take a free online course from Hillsdale College. Hillsdale offers dozens of online courses on topics, including the U.S. Constitution, economics, history, and literature. Right in your own home, on demand, and absolutely free of charge. Hillsdale students learn the inspiring history of America. Now you can, too, with Hillsdale's newest free online course, The Great American Story, A Land of Hope. Learning and teaching our children about America's past is essential for preserving liberty in the future. Register right now to take this free online course, The Great American Story. It's a production masterpiece, and it paints a picture of America as a land of hope founded on high principles. This course and dozens of others on a variety of topics are available to you and your family for free right now. Go to levinforhillsdale.com, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mr. Producer, you ever see this movie? It's an old movie called The Matrix. And I'm getting into a little bit of uh, troubling territory. I'm not a big movie guy. There's a handful of movies that I love. And the same guy just keeps reproducing. Have you noticed that? That reminds me of the reporters for the New York Times and the Washington Post. It's like The Matrix. One of these clowns is on TV right now. They all sound alike. They all have the same affectations. They all have the same ideology. They all hate Trump. It's a remarkable thing. The New York Times clearly is sort of a matrix-type breeding environment. And they're not just against Trump. They're against the country. That's why they have the 1619 Project. So they hate Trump and they hate the country. And that's not atypical. People who hate America typically hate the president. And don't tell me, oh, look, we just, you know, just want to think things more equal and fair. No, 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 no. 1619 Project is intended to destroy America from within. And all support for our founding documents and our founders. Original principle. That's the whole point of the 1619 Project. You know, you have a leftist mayor of Chicago. And a judge in southern Illinois ruled that a state representative was exempt from Governor J.B. Pritzker's extended stay-at-home order. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot says the city intends to continue enforcing the restrictions anyway. So as my buddy Daniel Horowitz points out, he says, oh, wait, wait a minute. We got judges ruling against the Trump administration left and right. And the administration complies with what these judges do, even if they're outrageous. And here we have a mayor of the third largest city in America saying that she's going to blow off what a, what a judge has ruled. And nobody cares. Because that's the nature of the left, statism, and tyranny. I'll be right back. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. It be me, Mark Levin. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. 
I must confess I'm doing this broadcast without gloves or a mask. Yes, I am. I can't help it. I... Boy, the vice president what attacks cheap shots. It's just hilarious. The media is not wearing masks while they're attacking the vice president. Hey, I, I, the vice president, he's not wearing a mask. Everyone else around him is wearing a mask. Now, first they tell us, you're not wearing a mask really to protect yourself. Remember this line? No. You're wearing a mask so you don't convey the, the contagion. Well, he's been tested. He's negative. Meanwhile, there's Joe Biden. Good Lord. All right, let's, let's dig into some of this. Thanks to Fox News, we have a montage of 2018. Kavanaugh, women need to be believed. We need to believe Ford, even though she was a fake fraud, in my humble opinion. That is a fake and a fraud. So listen to this from uh, the likes of Kristen Gillibrand, Maisie Hirano, Tammy Duckworth, Chuck Schumer, Kamala Harris, Little Dick Durbin, Little Dick Blumenthal, and Adam Schiff. Cut one, go. I believe Dr. Blasey Ford because she's telling the truth. And you know it by her story. Not only do women like Dr. Ford, who bravely comes forward, need to be heard, but they need to be believed. Guess who's perpetuating all of these kinds of actions? It's the men in this country. And I just want to say to the men in this country, just shut up and step up. Oh, what a lovely. Do the right thing for a change. Well, I've heard, you know, uh, many, many predators say um, and and refute allegations against them. I think what we need... As I said, I believe Professor Ford. I think Mm. she's credible and... I think when the investigation is finished and when she testifies Mm. and Judge Kavanaugh testifies, I think a majority of senators will find her credible. And it's going to be about uh, listening to what each party has to say, but I believe her. It it really does have a ring of truth to it. Uh, I am skeptical of polygraphs, but for those who believe them, uh, she has passed a polygraph test. I believe Dr. Ford, the survivor, there's every reason to disbelieve uh, Judge Kavanaugh, after his evasive and seemingly misleading responses at the te- at his testimony, the Senate shouldn't simply rely on hearing two conflicting accounts and decide. Well, we're okay with not knowing. Uh, we're okay with the fact that we might be putting a uh, someone who committed attempted rape on the Supreme Court of the United States. I believe that man will wind up in hell. I really do. Where he's tried to drag the rest of us. Now we have 2018 where the media are encouraging Democrats to impeach Kavanaugh once he was confirmed. Hat tip Grabian. Cut to go. There is talk of impeaching the new Supreme Court justice if Democrats take control of the House. But will you support, would you support an impeachment effort if your party controls the House? Do you think it is a good move for Democrats politically, strategically, ethically, morally to pursue potentially an investigation that could lead to impeachment? There's discussion now of impeaching not the president, but... Brett Kavanaugh, now that he's a Supreme Court justice, running on this idea that Democrats are, are that Democrats intend to impeach Judge Kavanaugh is a way to keep the enthusiasm about this nomination in play. Kavanaugh, if they get control of the House, possibly looking at impeachment, uh, what do you make of those pledges? That there will be an attempt to impeach uh, Justice Kavanaugh. 
I think that it should be. Would you support a House investigation at the start for an impeachment vote into Judge Kavanaugh? Democrats could launch impeachment proceedings, open investigations, hearings, not just against Kavanaugh, but against the entire Trump administration. But you won't rule out impeachment. We've only had one justice. Jerry Nadler is not ruling out impeachment. The thing that's going to sink Brett Kavanaugh is the fact that he lied about how he liked to get down in college. But I'd like to remind everybody that Bill Clinton got impeached for lying about a job. Woo. Now, Bill Clinton was impeached because he obstructed justice and perjured himself, among other things. That's why he got impeached. So, Kavanaugh didn't do a damn thing, was smeared worse than any human being I've ever seen. Really. They didn't care about his wife, his little girls, his parents. His mother had been a judge. This is a guy squeaky clean. And look what they did to him. Then, after he's confirmed, they want to impeach him. And the media is prodding. Are you going to impeach, impeach, impeach? impeach? What about impeach? Are you going to impeach? Are you going to impeach? You've heard some of these, these fools. Now we have Joe Biden. Now, the former staffer to Joe Biden is a liberal Democrat. She voted for Hillary Clinton against Trump. Uh, and that's how her family rolls. And she was a staffer to Biden, and Biden raped her. That's her allegation. And she told a number of people about what Biden did, members of her family and neighbors. Some have come forward and given their names, even though they know that now they'll be trashed by the, uh, the Stalinist mob on the left, and that would include the media. But Kirsten Gillibrand has branded herself and fancied herself the leader of the Me Too movement, not just in the Senate, but in the country. And if she would point a finger at somebody, they were finished. She went after Al Franken. That was a good one. Now what about Joe Biden? What about Tara Reid and her allegations? And the various people she spoke to contemporaneously. Where does she stand now, ladies and gentlemen? Hat tip, just the news. Cut three, go. When we say bleed women, uh, it's for this explicit intention of making sure there's space for all women to come forward, to speak their truth, to be heard. And in this allegation, that is what Tara Reid has done. No, uh, so stop. So it's just the ability to speak? I think you already have a constitutional right to speak. You don't need Kristen Gillibrand to give you that right. Now, we know it's more than that. We heard from the late, great Mazzy Hirono. It's not just to be heard. It's to be believed. To be believed. Go ahead. She has come forward. She has spoken. Uh, and they've done an investigation in several outlets. Um, those uh, no, they haven't done an investigation in several outlets. Look how she's looking for any excuse to support Biden because she's such a fraud and hypocrite, Gillibrand. Mr. Producer, even though I know it's, it's exhausting to try this, let us try and get Ms. Gillibrand on our program. Tell her we have one of the biggest radio shows in the entire state of New York. The biggest radio show in its time slot. 
no serious competition. We'd love to have her on to discuss women's rights. Go ahead. Vice President Biden has called for himself. Um, Vice President Biden has vehemently denied these allegations, and I support Vice President Biden. Oh, well, there you go. He's denied them vehemently. He has? Has some reporter asked him directly and given an answer directly? If so, I haven't seen it. Has somebody else seen that? Where did that happen? Who did that? The guy's protected like the bubble boy. They're wrapping him in bubble wrap and saran wrap and, uh, and, uh, and aluminum foil. And, uh, and then when they're done, they put him in a padded room. He's wearing a, uh, he's got, they got a helmet on and a chin strap. Oh, he's, he's protected. Elbow pads, knee pads. He's walking around in, uh, uh, what do the swimmers use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the swimmers, uh, whatever those things are. Yes, they, they got him all set, uh, Joe Biden. Go ahead. Some of the Democrats who supported Blasey Ford's allegations against Kavanaugh, who've, who've been silent on this Biden allegation, do you see that as a contradiction, that they're not speaking out more and addressing Tara Reid's allegation? No, and I stand by Vice President Biden. He's devoted wow. his life to supporting women, and he has vehemently denied this allegation. Well, there you go. In other words, he's a liberal Democrat. He's the soon-to-be Democrat nominee for president. She'd love to be his running mate or be in his cabinet, so I'm not going to criticize him, no. He has spent his life supporting women. No, he has spent his life supporting abortion. That's not supporting women. What a fraud. I mean, what a nice lady. We'd love to have you come on, Senator Gillibrand. We'd love to have you on. So you can educate us and inform us. All of us reprobates. Anti-women conservatives. We'd love to have you come on and reach a whole brand new audience and inform us and edify us. Now we have Stacey Abrams. She is a failed candidate for governor in Georgia and she doesn't know how to shut the hell up. And of course she lost because of fraud. Otherwise she would have won in a landslide. The election was stolen from Stacey Abrams. She lost like by 50,000. Oh yes, yes. Oh yes, we had to sneak in all these people under the voter ID and the proof of citizenship. We had to sneak in all these people to vote against Stacey Abrams and vote for Kemp, the Georgia governor. And she's literally out there campaigning to be the vice presidential nominee. She's got really no background. She's a big mouth state representative who lost the governorship. And she's out there saying Biden must choose a woman of color. Must choose a woman of color. Whose first name is Stacy and last name is Abrams. Otherwise, he must be a racist and a bigot. And while she is performing out there because she wants to be vice president and trying to draw the vice president's attention, she doesn't seem to understand. The vice president doesn't know who she is. The vice president doesn't know his left hand from his right hand. Cut four, go. I believe that women deserve to be heard, and I believe that they need to be listened to. So this is the new mantra. As long as you're heard and listened to, uh, I can then deign that you're a fraud, a liar, or put it more, you know, nicely that you're not credible, just not credible. Joe's been around a long time, and Joe's always been for women. 
You know, unlike Republicans, who are never for women. No, no, Joe's for women. And he's always, you know, he's, he's always said great things about women. And I've known Joe. And, and so, so, no, he's, uh, Joe's telling the truth. There's no question about it. Joe, Joe's the guy. Go ahead. But I also believe that those allegations have to be investigated by credible sources. The New York Times did a deep investigation, and they found that the accusation was not credible. I believe Joe Biden. I believe that he is a person who has demonstrated that his love of Ah, shut up, you idiot. Here's what you believe. Been a moron a long time. Here's the New York Times. By way of the Washington Examiner. And by the way, like the New York Times is credible. But anyway, the New York Times issued a strong rebuke of the Biden campaign for allegedly misrepresenting the publication's deep dive into sexual assault allegations levied against the presidential contender. First of all, it was no deep dive. They jumped in six inches at the end of the pool. That's not a deep dive. Tara Reid, 56, who worked in Biden's Senate office in 1993, alleged that Biden inappropriately touched her. No, raped her. The presumptive Democratic presidential nominee's campaign has denied the allegations. See this? His campaign has denied the allegations. How about 30 minutes of questioning? Yeah, yeah, you know, they'll question him. They'll sit him down. They'll have him set. It'll be like... Uh, the Clintons. Remember that one with 60 Minutes, Mr. Producer? Well, you know, you're too young. They sat next to each other. What am I, a Tammy Wynette? No, you're not even close to Tammy Wynette. Not even close. Don't, don't, uh, don't flatter yourself. The campaign is instructing supporters to use talking points, referencing the New York Times. And, of course, Stacey Abrams good at using talking points about the recent investigation by the New York Slimes into Reed's claims as a way to address her accusations publicly. This is how they it's been investigated, been looked in New York Times. Everybody knows the New York Times is authoritative. Looked into the, the New York Times, says there's nothing. They did a deep dive. They all talk. Deep dive. Did a deep dive. They looked into this. And uh, Joe Biden has been cleared. It's much like Hunter. Hunter, they looked into Hunter. Uh, he's been cleared. They didn't find anything. Nothing there. Hunter, Hunter's in the clear. Joe's in the clear. Everybody's clear. Everybody, Trump, Trump, get Trump. Trump, get him, get him, get him. Uh, let's see. The Biden campaign is instructing supporters to use talking points referencing the New York Slimes recent investigation and reads claims as a way to address her accusations publicly. According to BuzzFeed News, however, the newspaper accused the Biden team of misconstruing the findings of its investigation by claiming it found that the assault did not happen. Wow, even the disreputable New York Slimes is distancing itself from that point, even though in the end it will back... Joe Biden. All these Democrats and liberals will back Joe Biden. And for women's rights, 98% of the so-called Me Too movement will back Joe Biden. Won't matter. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. 
It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have Sidney Powell, the tremendous lawyer for General Michael Flynn on the program next hour. Uh, There are some real bombshells that have now been unsealed by the federal district court and Judge Sullivan in Washington, D.C. And I don't need any legal analysts to discuss them with me. I've reviewed these documents. They are explosive. And the lawyer and her team that has fought like hell to get this information, to get it from the government, to get it from Flynn's former counsel, documents now being found that have been said to be lost. Wow, oh wow. And none other than Sidney Powell will be on this program in about an hour, a little less than an hour, in the next, uh, in the next hour of the program. She's a good friend of this show, and I'm a big fan of hers and have been for a long time, as you know. She's been here. She's also been on Life, Liberty, and Levin. And so we'll go, as they say, we'll go to the, not the horse's mouth. We'll go to Sidney Powell. Again, we don't need legal analysts on this program. I can review the documents better than anybody, except the original source of the filing, who has done a tremendous job for her client, General Flynn. And we've raised a lot of money over the years for General Flynn to have a defense. That's what we do here. Now, I warned you folks over the last week and last Friday that you would see the very politicians who ordered coronavirus positive patients into nursing homes investigating nursing homes. Of course, they're not going to investigate themselves in Massachusetts. They're not going to investigate themselves in Connecticut. They're not going to investigate themselves in New York and New Jersey and California. And you look what was done in Florida with the governor there, DeSantis. He targeted nursing homes, too, not to put coronavirus positive patients in there, but to try and protect those nursing homes and assisted living facilities. Meanwhile, the media attacked DeSantis and they built up these Democrat governors. And I'm calling on the hosts of these TV shows to stop allowing these politicians to spin, to hold them to account for what they've done. You don't send these people in a nursing home. I'll be right back. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Mark 
tape of him speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. Now, I mentioned that uh, Sidney Powell, who is the uh, outstanding lawyer for Michael Flynn, will be on the program in about 45 minutes. Uh, But I have a copy of the documents that were just released by the federal court. And they are blockbuster. And among other things, and I'll let Sidney explain, it's now clear the FBI pre-planned a deliberate attack on General Flynn. And willfully chose, these are in the notes, because I looked at the notes, chose to ignore mention of Section 1001, that is lying, but not lying under oath, lying to an official, in the interview, despite full knowledge of that practice. So, When you interview somebody, you warn them, you know, if you don't tell us the truth, you better be very careful. If you're not sure what you're saying is accurate, be careful because there is this 18 United States Code 1001. It's a felony. They chose, they talked about it, and they chose to hold back on disclosing that. So they planned a perjury trap at best, and in doing so, put in writing stating, quote, this is in writing. What is our goal? Truth slash admission or to get him to lie so we can prosecute or get him fired? That is a quote in the notes, in the email. What is our goal? Truth slash admission or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired? Now the note writer regretted agreeing the prior day that they should not show Flynn the transcript. The note writer urges that be rethought, but they decided to show him nothing, even though the note writer also points out, they quote in the notes, regularly show subjects evidence with the goal of getting them to admit their wrongdoing, unquote. But they withheld any of that information. And let's not forget the FBI or someone or some agency unmasked General Flynn's name from a criminally leaked transcript with the sole purpose of plotting the ambush and the setup of the National Security Agency Director, Flynn, of the United States of America. And these documents demonstrate that. And so now, Sidney Powell has moved for this case to be dismissed and for the perpetrators of the crimes to be held accountable. And these documents are breathtaking. The scheming is in black and white. It's in their own emails. It's on their own handwritten notes. And it is amazing to me that it took her this long battle to get this information. To get it. And the Attorney General of the United States... And the U.S. attorney who's been looking into this, Jensen. If it wasn't for them. Ordering the release of information. We still wouldn't have this information. Because the prosecutors in this case. Oh, the line prosecutor. Oh, they got to be believed. The line prosecutors opposed every request for the information. And now we know why. It was a cover up. It's a cover-up. 
And so we'll have Sydney on the program to discuss. Again, I don't need legal analysts to come on here and tell us this stuff. Sydney's the one who's pulled this off. It's really quite remarkable what she has done. Really quite remarkable what she's done. If you're ever in trouble, she's the one to hire. That's what I say. You know, roses are red. Social distancing makes us blue. If you can't be with mom this Mother's Day, don't worry. We've got you. Maybe you can't give mom a hug, but you can send flowers from Buxco. Books, you know, that's short for bouquets. B-O-U-Q-S. Books are responsibly sourced from some of the world's finest flower farms. Even farms on the sides of volcanoes, so flowers stay fresher longer. Did you know flowers and plants have been proven to reduce stress and boost productivity? Now that we're spending more time at home, how about a little self-love to brighten your day and your space? And they smell great too, by the way. Big savings mean you can send farm-fresh flowers, plants, and gift bundles to all of the moms in your life. Your mom, your grandmom, your soon-to-be mom, your aunt, your wife, your sister, your daughter, or just treat yourself. Send smiles, no matter the miles, with books.com slash Levin. All right, let me spell it for you. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. Then they ask you to enter a code. Just enter my last name again, Levin, L-E-V-I-N. Now, why? Because you'll get 25% off your entire order. Only Books does that. Again, it's books.com slash Levin, B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash L-E-V-I-N, and then enter code Levin, L-E-V-I-N. Let me do this one more time so you can jot it down. Because you might want to do this tonight, lock it in, get the 25% off, and have it delivered on the day you want. Because Mother's Day is coming up very, very soon. Very soon. That's books.com slash Levin. B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash L-E-V-I-N. Then when they ask you for a code, you type in my last name, L-E-V-I-N. You do all that, you'll get 25% off your entire order. This is a wonderful Wonderful company and service, and they have great flowers. Did I mention that? So Mitt Romney uh, is very important, ladies and gentlemen. He is a failed presidential candidate who gave us a second term of Barack Obama. And you see, the Mitt Romney crowd, they had software that didn't work in the field. You know, they said, oh, well, we got this cutting-edge stuff. We know how to get out the vote. Well, they blew it. But Mitt Romney's there, and he is, of course telling anybody who will listen that Donald Trump really screwed up the beginning of this coronavirus stuff. You know, I, Mitt Romney, I I would have had all this under control. By the way, what's going on with his hair, too? He and the uh, governor of California, what what is it? Put Vaseline in their hair? What's the deal now? Is that back? Anyway, Mitt Romney, obviously, is planning a legacy. He is sort of the Susan Collins of the male genitalia. That's the way I I view him, so to speak. So he's in a virtual town hall with Georgetown yesterday, so you know that went well, because now Mitt Romney's very popular among the left, at universities and colleges. Yes, because Mitt's Mitt's the guy. And uh, here it goes. Cut five, go. Uh, and just the, the speed of our response uh, looks slow relative to people like, well, South Korea, uh, Singapore, 
China, Germany, uh, and uh, and even Sweden to a certain degree. So that that first phase was not one that will stand out, I think, as being a great moment in American leadership. You know, this is this is really outrageous. His shots while we're still in the middle of this great moments in American leadership. I can go down the timeline. Wasn't it Mitt Romney who voted to have more witnesses, Mr. Producer? He and I believe uh, Susan Collins and the goofball from Alaska, I, I believe, Murkowski. Mitt Romney wanted more witnesses. We'd still be having, probably if Mitt Romney had his way, we'd still be having an impeachment trial. It'd be going on right now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, we need more witnesses. Who was the janitor that night at the, in the, in the, in the executive, old executive building? Uh, we, don't, we don't know. Uh, who was in charge of, uh, of uh, throwing away the trash? We don't know if there was anything in the paper there you know, from John Boulder. We've got to take a look here, don't, don't we? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. And so he wants, that, uh, he wants that legacy. This guy was born in Michigan, governor of Massachusetts, Moves to Utah, runs for president. He's a nut. He had us all fooled. He really did. He's a nut. Go ahead. I, uh, you know, the, the first phase, um, we didn't look real strong, and that's kind of an understatement. But after this is over, I think what we will have been able to do and our. Ah, technology- shut up, you idiot. President of the United States is out there working day and night, and you, you have a lousy Skype connection in the basement of your mansion. I just love these hack politicians. Not one of them is on the front lines. Not one of them is doing a damn thing. Well, they sit in their basements, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think the beginning of this was very good. What? Oh, no, it was not very good. I think, let me look at Singapore. Man, I gotta... You know what they did in Singapore? They were rounding people up left and right. Yeah, but uh, they actually did a very good job there in uh, Singapore. We're very, very proud of Singapore. And these, these are Republicans who love the government and the bureaucracy. Well, who screwed up the tests early on? That would be the CDC. Well, listen, we don't, we don't talk about the CDC this way. Uh, no, no, it's Trump leadership. It's the issue. We should be like South Korea and Germany and even Sweden. Sweden? Sweden, as the president says, let it rip. Now, maybe Sweden was right, but can you imagine if the president let it rip, what Romney would be saying? Uh, the leadership at the beginning uh, wasn't very good. Uh, as we move on here, I think we'll look back and we'll say the leadership uh, wasn't very good. I mean, look at Singapore. I mean, everybody wants to be like Singapore. He wants to look at Singapore, and the idiot, Bernie Sanders, uh, wants to look at Denmark. How about you look here, you moron? But I just love these legislators who are wasting the nation's time with Russia and Ukraine and impeachment and impeachment. And we need more witnesses. Where's John Bolton? Where's John Bolton? Hey, we need more witnesses. Hey, yeah. You know, as I look at this uh, from my basement uh, in, uh, in uh, Utah here, I, I don't think we got off to a very good start here. No, I, I really don't. Uh, here we are trying to uh, take the president out with an impeachment trial and that shouldn't have distracted him. He should have been all over this. And even though the uh, head of the House Intelligence Committee uh, was running an impeachment trial uh, rather than overseeing what the Chinese, I mean, I'm really, uh, really disappointed in everybody and everything here. And uh, What an idiot. Absolute moron. And should we open the uh, country, men or not? 
I uh, open in terms of opening the country here. Uh, I really think the president should take the lead on this. He should make a decision on whether we should open the country or not. Uh, I personally, uh, I'm not into the tattoo uh, uh, stores. I don't think we should open those. Uh, tattoo stores, no, no. A uh, little dab will do you. I wish he would open the barbers and the salons because uh, my hair is getting a little out of control. And uh, as you can see, I'm using uh, crude oil to uh, to pat it down here so it doesn't flop out there. So, uh, yes, yes. I, uh, there are certain stores I would definitely open, uh, certain things I, I, I definitely would. Oh, uh, very good. Yes, now the liquor stores. I think we got to keep those closed, the uh, liquor stores. Uh, no, I don't personally drink, of course, but there are people out there who drink, and they don't drink responsibly, particularly when they have the virus, I, I, as I understand it. And, of course, we know in Indonesia and Singapore, uh, they don't like booze, and they, uh, people aren't supposed to drink. And Singapore's way ahead of us, uh, Singapore. You idiot. If we have a vaccine, it's going to come out of the United States or some free country. Or some kind of thera- therapeutic uh, drug. It's going to come out of the United States or some... Fr- no thanks to you, you jerk. Sitting in your boxer shorts in your basement. Shooting spitballs like, uh, like Pelosi. Since when do you undermine the commander-in-chief when he's trying to save the country and save the people in this country? No commander-in-chief's been treated this way, ladies and gentlemen. None. Not during the course of a crisis. Well, you know, uh, I could have been in that job there. If, uh, yes, if more people had voted for me, I would have actually uh, beaten Barack Obama. All right, I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Remember, in about 30 minutes, Sidney Powell, lawyer for Mike Flynn, will be on the program to go over these stunning documents, which unequivocally show a plot by Stroke, by Page, by McCabe, and by others. A well-thought-out scheme to set up Michael Flynn, you've heard these comments about other situations. Ladies and gentlemen, this is in writing. Emails and handwritten notes. As plain as day. And if there's any justice left in this country, Judge Sullivan, Federal Judge Sullivan, who earlier had called Mike Flynn treasonous, it was disgusting, and he should have resigned. Now he needs to make things right. And not only should the case be dismissed against General Flynn, but those who caused this, who caused him to lose his home, all of his money, threatened to charge his son if he didn't plead. If those people aren't held criminally liable, there is no justice. And I want you to know, they're among the same people who tried to take out the President of the United States. This was a cabal. This is the greatest scandal in American history, bar none. And it happened under Barack Milhouse Benito Obama. And it happened under Joe Biden, who was vice president at the time. Now, maybe they'll pay as much attention to Joe Biden as vice president at the time as they had with Mike Pence and the damn mess today. 
You're going to see these documents in the press. I want you to read them. There are not a lot of them. They're plain as day on how to set up Flynn. They're talking about how to set up Flynn. There's no imagination involved here. It's in black and white. Now let's see how the morning Schmo and Mrs. Schmo cover this tomorrow. And all the frauds over at MSLSD and CNN. These great news and journalist organizations. Let's see what they do at National Pubic Radio and ProPubica. Let's see how they handle it with Wolf Blitzer and Donnie Lemon and Fredo Cuomo and all the other losers over there. And Brian Williams, disgrace. Let's see how he reports this. What about Andrea Mitchell? And let's see what Adam Schiff and Gerald Nadler and Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, that jerk Murphy in Connecticut. Let's see what they have to say. They'll all say the same thing. This is outrageous. This is sickening. It'll turn your stomach. And but for the fact that you have Sidney Powell as the lawyer and Bill Barr as the attorney general and this U.S. attorney on the case now, we wouldn't know any of this. To take a man who served this country for over three decades with three stars on his shoulders, six total, put his life on the line for this country. And where's Obama and Michelle? Oh, they're busy, you know, getting ready to uh, talk about we lack leadership. We uh, we lack leadership uh, with... uh, with uh, Donald Trump here, you know, he should act like, you know, you know Singapore and, uh, you know, South Korea. They, they, they really knew. They really got things done over there. Not us. No, no, no. We lack leadership here. Mother's Day is a couple of weeks away, and my friends at Chaminet are making it a very special Mother's Day for the most special people in the world. And from now till Mother's Day, you'll get the classic Genesel for bags and puffiness and the jawline treatment at a discount never offered before. Now's the time to act, folks. And as a surprise Mother's Day gift, Genesel will double your order for free. Double it. Now, whether you're staying home, going back to work, simply connecting remotely with your loved ones and coworkers, now's the time to say goodbye to puffiness, dark spots, crow feet, even firm up the delicate skin around the jawline and neck area. Here's what you do, ladies and gentlemen. Go to Genesel.com, Genesel.com, or give them a call at 800-SKIN-604. Double your order for free, 800-SKIN-604. And for results in minutes, the Genesel immediate effects is also free, plus free shipping. Happy Mother's Day from Chaminade. Get double your order free now, 800-SKIN-604, or Genesel.com. Blockbuster hour coming. Stick with me. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. 
now, broadcasting from, from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Before we have Michael Flynn's lead counsel on the program, uh, Sidney Powell, there is a little bit more to discuss. You remember, Mr. Producer, about six, eight weeks ago, was said the president's not taking this seriously enough. And there were people on radio and TV who said, I convinced the president, take this very, very seriously. CNN and MSNBC and some on Fox, of course, and newspapers. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now it's, look at the overreaction. Look at the overreaction. I've been very consistent from day one. I take matters seriously, but I'm a skeptic. Reagan's line about trust but verify is a line that I live by. That and the golden rule. Trust but verify. Dr. Ngozi Eziki is, if, if I mispronounced, I apologize, is the Illinois Director of the Department of Public Health. And about a week ago, about a week ago, uh, she said this about the COVID deaths and hat tip Instagram, cut 10, go. I just want to be clear in terms of the definition of people dying of COVID. So the case definition is is very simplistic. It means at the time of death, um, it, it was a COVID positive diagnosis. So that means that if you were in hospice and had already been given, you know, a few weeks to live, and then you also were found to have COVID, that would be counted as a COVID death. It means that if, um, it technically, if even if you died of a clear alternate cause, but you had COVID at the same time, it's still listed as a COVID death. So um, everyone who's listed as a COVID death doesn't mean that that was the cause of the death, but they had COVID at the time of death. I hope that's helpful. It's very helpful because I've been saying this for a long time and been attacked for a long time and now the backbenchers have finally found backbones oh you know what uh, this definition of the COVID death here uh, seems to be a little well specious and we pulled up the form I put the form on my site that is Mark Levin Show Facebook Mark Levin Show Twitter And there's the form. And on that form, I'm doing this from memory, March 24th or 5th, the federal government's telling all these states and all these localities, the hospitals, the doctors, if COVID-19, the coronavirus, has any relationship at all to the death, then you are to count it as a coronavirus death. And if you're not sure, but you think the deceased has uh, those markers, but you can't prove it, then put it down as a coronavirus death. Do you realize how long this has been ignored, even though I mention it week after week after week after week, even though the left every now and then comes out of their crypt and attacks me and then goes back to their crypt? Do you realize this? And yet it's a fact. 
center right wing of the right wingers out there. I mean, I wish we were more like Singapore. Uh, you know, the right wingers here, they're just no right wingers here. How long have we been talking about the nursing home situation? Since we had the wonderful caller on March 26, desperate, begging for help. Now we have hosts on TV, some on radio, who have actually defending the politicians by attacking the very nursing homes that were begging for help and saying this was a boneheaded idea. It's incredible. Now we have Dr. Iziki, the Illinois Director, Department of Public Health, who said about a week ago, yes, you know, technically, even if they died of something else, if they had COVID, even if they're in hospice and they're dying, if they get coronavirus, well, you got to count it as coronavirus. That, that, so that's not a coronavirus death, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting a lot of uh, very important information here, and not from the scientists and the experts, but from people who kind of accidentally burp up the truth. It's very, very troubling, isn't it? Now, I want to play something for uh, Mitt Romney. You know, we, uh, we got kind of a slow start in this thing. You know, we got a slow start when it came to this virus here. I, I know I was busy uh, voting to remove the president of the United States, and I, I voted for more witnesses. I, I, I didn't even know China was on the map, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, but, you know, and uh, what we really needed here was some leadership. We didn't get any leadership here. Well, you know what, Romney? May I call you Romney? Remember Anthony Fauci, ladies and gentlemen? Tony. He's the top scientist in the federal government. Oh, nobody topper. He's the toppest. Media love him. Don't you dare go against the Fouch. No. Don't you dare go against the Fouch. I don't care. Experts from Yale and Oxford. Experts from uh, USC. Experts from Stanford. Uh, uh, don't go against the Fouch. We know the Fouch. He's been around a long time, you know. Speaks in very good sound bites. We can use him all the time. Did you know the Fouch runs our sporting leagues, our swimming pools, our restaurants? No, I, uh, I don't think we should uh, open any of the sporting facilities. Oh, oh, the Fouch has spoken. The Fouch has spoken. I never worship false idols. I thought we were taught about it. no false idols. And I want to remind Romney about what the science in the form of the Fouch, Tony Fauci, was saying way back on January 26th at the Katz Castamides Roundtable. And he said something like this in Newsmax, we have it all, and to, MS, and to uh, CNBC all at the end of January. But you see, Romney won't touch the Fouch. He's out to get Trump. Just a reminder, cut 11, go. What can you tell the American people uh, about what's going on? Should they be scared? Uh, I don't think so. The American people should not be worried or frightened by this. It's a very, very low risk to the United States. It isn't something that the American public needs to worry about or be frightened about because we have... No, no, no. Just cover your faces, cover your fingers, stay at home, uh, hide under your desks. No, no, no. Mitigate, separate, incubate. Go ahead preparing of screening of people coming in and we have ways of responding like we did with this one case in Seattle, Washington, who had traveled to China and brought back 
the infection. Hmm. Yes, the Fouch. Follow the science, the Fouch. I've got so much more here. Uh, let us go to Jimmy Kimmel. Does anyone even watch this slob anymore? Is he still uh, abusing women? I remember, remember those videos, Mr. Producer? He and his good friend. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Howard Stern. And they back Biden. These are men for the women. Part of the Me Too movement. Oh, yes. Part of the Me Too movement. They back Biden because they can't. The Trump, I mean, you know, he wants you to drink at Lysol and, and put Clorox on your skin. He never said that. Well, you know, the media said he said it. So I don't know. There's words. I interpret it that way. Okay, great. Jimmy Kimmel on a show called Jimmy Kimmel Live. Would it be weird if the show was Jimmy Kimmel Dead? I mean, I'm not encouraging that. Wouldn't that be a weird name of a show? You know, that could be a funny show, don't you think, Mr. Reducer? You just walk around with... Anyway, uh, cut 17, go. Hey, speaking of pets, the Vice Poodle was off the leash today. He went on a tour of the... Hey, Mayo the Clinic. Vice Poodle, here I am. I'm Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel and Bits. I know all about poodles, Kimmel and Bits. And here I am in my, uh, my basement. I have all kinds of... Writers writing for me here. And do you know, I'm doing this show without pants. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I told them, just take a shot. You know, chest up. Nothing below. So I'm sitting here without my pants. We think it's very funny over here. I get a rise out of it. Ha, 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 ha. All right, go ahead. Minnesota, where despite being told to wear a mask, he did not. The Mayo Clinic has guidelines. Hey, that- uh, hey, mashed potato brains. The man who tells us to wear a mask is the Fouch. I've never seen him in a mask. Have you, Mr. Producer? Or how about Madame Burks? I've never seen her in a mask either. And she's got a scarf constantly around her neck, but she never raises it to her face. Isn't that amazing? I've never seen the Fouch or the Burks wearing masks, wearing scarves. No. Matter of fact, the Fouch seems to wear the same suit and the same tie every single day. And I don't say that to be provocative and be critical, just something I notice. At least Burks has, you know, as many scarves as uh, Imelda Marcos had shoes. I mean, they're, they're all over the place. Congratulations. Go ahead. They're all visitors who wear a mask, but Mike Pence didn't, and he was the only one who didn't. Oh, he's the only one who didn't wear a mask. How about that? Does this clown even understand how it works? If you're the president or the vice president, you've got Secret Service types, among others, who go into these places beforehand. They check them out. You can be sure that this entire area was sterilized heavily. This vice president was tested negative for the coronavirus. All the protections, but he's not wearing a mask. And Jimmy Kimmel, who challenges authority. Oh, he is just way out there. This guy's unbelievable. He breaks from the crowd. He's not one of the groupers, you know. He doesn't like the vice president because he didn't wear a mask. Now, here's Mike Pence, who's breaking his ass every damn day, trying to save people's lives, trying to get the stuff where it needs to be, trying to back up these lousy Democrat governors, including that jerk in California, every day. But he didn't wear the mask. And so we need to mock him and attack him. By a low IQ, talentless, so-called comic. Go ahead. No, the only reason he didn't wear a ah, mask. Ah, shut up, you idiot. 
I'll be right back. Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Sydney Powell, lawyer for General Mike Flynn, how are you? Hey, I'm great, Mark. How are you? We're finally making some progress. Well, you've made tremendous progress. You have been fighting like hell, you and your team. And now you have some documents that have finally been uh, provided to the court. They've been released publicly to the United States, to the American people. Tell us the gist of what's been released here. Well, we now have confirmation that the FBI was literally trying to set up General Flynn. They even talk about what is our goal, truth, admission, or to get him to lie so we can prosecute him or get him fired. Now, stop right there. That is a direct quote out of the document. Yes. Yes. I see it. You're right. Direct quote. Go ahead. Yep. So there are more comments like that. It shows the emails. There's some emails that were produced that show they were talking about their obligation to mention the 1001 violation standard. And then they, of course, deliberately decide not to do that because we already had evidence that they were scheming and meeting at the highest levels of the FBI, including McCabe, Comey, Baker, uh, Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, the other agent we still can't name, to scheme to keep him relaxed and unguarded so he would not even know he was the subject of the interview which is absolutely appalling, and then how that can be used to prosecute anybody is beyond my comprehension. As far as I know, it hadn't happened in the history of the country, but they sure did it here to Michael Flynn, the president's national security advisor, from his second or third day in office. They go on. If we These are direct quotes from the die. If we can get him to admit to breaking the Logan Act, give facts to DOJ and have them decide. Nobody's prosecuted for breaking the Logan Act. This entire thing was a setup. It was. He had every right to talk to Ambassador Kislyak, and they knew his call was lawful. They had the transcript of it before they went over there, and they damn well knew it was perfectly lawful. And they knew the White House would be furious. They're very political. At the end, they say, if we're seen as playing games, White House will be furious. These are quotes. Protect our institution by not playing games. Because they're concerned now that they didn't bring up 18 United States Code 1001 and tell them about it. To, you know, So give them fair warning in front. They didn't do it, so now they're concerned, oh, and we might be seen as playing games. Yeah, and of course they then didn't even take the advice of whoever that lawyer was that suggested they protect the institution by not playing games. They went ahead and did the exact things they advised against there. 
How did these documents, how, how were they obtained and how, were they, how did you finally get them to be released? We got them thanks to the independent investigation and review of probably John Durham, in addition to Mr. Jensen, the United States attorney from Missouri, that Attorney General Barr had the integrity to ask to review the case after all of our filings that uh, were done before January. And, of course, we didn't even know Mr. Jensen was reviewing it for a long time. That was a surprise to us. And then it, it you know, it kept taking longer than I wanted it to take. But it looks like uh, we're going to get all the documents to which we're entitled. They produced another 11 pages today that are equally stunning, including struck page text messages that I knew they were holding out on us. And I understand that there is even more to come another day. And who is it that's been holding this stuff? Well, the text messages and the emails would have been in the FBI files. Mm-hmm. So the FBI has been hiding this stuff, and I would assume special counsel had access to the entire FBI file, so the prosecutors have. I mean, it's very clear that there, we wouldn't have gotten any of this without the independent review because all the prosecutors in this case, Mr. Van Grack, led by Mr. Van Grack, and even Zaneeb Ahmad and Mr. Weissman, while they were on the special counsel task force, weren't going to produce a blooming thing. Let me say this, and I'm not speaking for you, I'm speaking for myself. These people should be disbarred, if not wind up in prison. What they've done to this man, this is sort of Stalinism in full display. I'm reading these notes as, as we speak. They're newly released. They're also emails. I'm reading them as newly released. They knew all about 1,001 that they should have tipped him off. They knew what he had already said. They're trying to figure out how to get him. Uh, Obviously, Comey's talked about the fact, well, you know, the administration was busy, so we kind of slipped our guys out in there. Uh, We didn't mention that he needed to see a lawyer. So the whole pretext for this interview was like administration officials having a friendly discussion. Any American citizen could get caught up in this stuff. So let me ask you a question, Sidney Powell. How many civil libertarians of the left and in the Democrat Party and in the ACLU have spoken up in, in, in anger or have offered to help you? (laughs) <laughs> Not a single one. It is shocking to me what went on here. And then Obama, it's like he doesn't know anything. That, that, is, that is a crime in and of itself. I don't mean a, a prosecutable crime. That is a crime. That is a sin in and of itself. And Joe Biden, the vice president, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Nobody knows what's going on, right? And don't forget, there was that special meeting in the Oval Office on January 5th where Comey was dispatched to plant the seed by briefing President President Trump on the Steele dossier, only the salacious aspects of it the very next day. And that happens to be the same day that Christopher Steele then deletes all his uh, corresponding information. And Comey reports back to his diary that he executed the executed the whole maneuver exactly as he planned. And then Susan Rice writes the email to herself and back times it. Yes, that they're yeah going right by the book. It was all orchestrated and planned. And in that Oval Office meeting was Obama, Biden, Clapper, Brennan, uh, Susan Rice, Sally Yates. And James Comey. And by the way, there had been a lot of leaks to the newspapers even before that meeting. So you'd have to be deaf, dumb, and blind not to know what's going on if you're president of the United States. Sidney Powell, I'm going to hold you a few minutes. I I know you need to go. We'll make sure you get out in time. A couple more questions. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Making sure the land of the free and the home of the brave stays that way. Dial Mark Levin now at 877-381-3811. Sidney Powell, lawyer to General Mike Flynn, and these newly released bombshell uh, documents, and you say more to come. So what is the status in court now? Do you have a hearing coming up? No, there's no hearing scheduled. There's no sentencing scheduled. We had filed in January motions to dismiss for egregious government misconduct revealed in the inspector general's report filed in December that a FBI agent had been slipped into a presidential briefing for incoming candidate Trump and General Flynn solely because General Flynn was going to be there and they wanted to collect information on him. If you'll remember the timeline, it was August 15 that Strzok and Page text about the insurance policy they discussed in McCabe's office. Then the very next day, they opened the, quote, investigation on Flynn, end quote, that we will see there was absolutely no basis for. And then the day after that, they slipped the agent into the presidential briefing. And they, that agent even admitted to the inspector general that he did that to assess Flynn, Gage's mannerisms, et cetera, in the event they needed to interview him later, which, of course, they did by ambush on January 24th, two days into the White House. It's absolutely unbelievable. What, what has been the response uh, to your uh, filing by the prosecutors? And what is the response, do we know, to these documents? Oh, well, How do they explain they denied, this? They, they already filed an opposition to our motion to dismiss for egregious government misconduct back in January, just, uh, you know, completely denying anything wrong. They live well, in How do you deny what's universe. in black and white? Well, they just pretend like it doesn't exist. They recharacterize everything. There's nothing honest about Mr. Van Grack's filing on that point at all. And I've known all along they were hiding struck page text messages, and there had to be more documents like this out there. And sure enough, there are. Mm-hmm. All right, Sidney Powell, I need you need to go to see my big guy, my buddy Hannity. And you know how angry he'll get with me if you're not there in time. So uh, uh, God bless you and keep up the good work. And if you need anything from us, let us know. Okay, thanks so much, Mark. The general really appreciates how supportive you've been through this whole process and all your listeners, the American public writ large, and thank God for Attorney General Barr and Mr. Jensen and Mr. Durham who have the integrity to dig up the truth. What Do you know off the top of your head Mike Flynn's, uh, uh, what do we call it, defense fund? Yes, it's org. Simple enough. Mike, 
FlynnDefenseFund.org. Mr. Producer, let's put it up there. Ladies and gentlemen, they need finances to keep fighting the United States government, but they're fighting part of the United States government. It sounds like the Attorney General's on to them. All right, Sidney Powell, God bless you, and we'll see you in a half hour on Hannity. There she goes. I've got so much more to do. I've got to get going here. All right. The Cameo. There have been a number of pieces on this. The best one is in, in a paper called, or a site called, tabletmag.com by Lyle Leibowitz. With 160,499 confirmed cases of COVID-19 and more than 12,000 confirmed deaths, New York City is now the epicenter of the global pandemic. And who's to blame? Let's ask the mayor, Bill DeCamio. Quote, my message to the Jewish community and all communities is this simple. He tweeted late last night. The time for warnings has passed. I have instructed the NYPD to proceed immediately to summons or even arrest those who gather in large groups. This is about stopping this disease and saving lives, period. Oh, so that's the cause of the trouble. It's the Jews. The sweaty hordes threatening their innocent neighbors with their diseased bodies and souls, as they did yesterday for a funeral for which the community coordinated with the New York Police Department. It's true that throngs crowd Central Park daily, that in Riverside Park it's nearly impossible to avoid maskless joggers panting their spit well within six feet. And by the way, have you been on a New York City subway lately? It's also true that just yesterday hundreds of New Yorkers stood very closely together to watch the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds perform a flyover tribute to the healthcare workers. None of these other people are problematic, though, not according to DeCamio, presumably because they aren't a danger to others. The danger to others, the danger that must be broadcast to the mayor's 1.5 million Twitter followers and to 8 million New, Nor- New, Nor- excuse me, New Yorkers, some of which have spent the past few years growing increasingly violently anti-Semitic, is the Jews. The Jews gathering for a funeral, for a rabbi. Don't, for example, think for a second of blaming the mayor himself who on March 2nd, long after Iran and Italy were both ravaged by the plague, and after New Yorkers already began dropping dead of the virus, tweeted that he was, quote, encouraging New Yorkers to go on with your lives and get out on the town despite the coronavirus, unquote, adding a flippant movie (laughs) recommendation to boot. Also, you should probably ignore that the mayor's bungling of this crisis is already singled out as a world historical case study in disastrously inept management, after fighting parents, teachers, and his own advisors, and insisting that the city schools must remain open. DeCamio suddenly caved. On the morning of March 15, he went on television to assure New Yorkers that the schools won't be shut. And same afternoon, he shut them. According to New York City Department of Education, 68 school employees have died of COVID-19. The subway, as a recent MIT study has confirmed, thank me, continues to spread the virus quickly and efficiently to all corners of the city. Members of the mayor's own staff, according to multiple reports, are nearing revolting, describing a constant quibbling boss who refuses to listen to evidence and is incapable of resolution. Multiple municipal agency heads have told Politico that the mayor did not provide any guidelines regarding how they were supposed to conduct their work remotely. His calculations, several aides reported, seem motivated largely by how they might be interpreted by his political base. Yes, but focusing on that isn't fair. It's the Jews who gathered 
who gathered at the funeral of a rabbi. It's true that mayors have complicated jobs. It's true that the heads of other major American cities face similar challenges and virtually all rose to this task, keeping the number of dead down everywhere but here. Cook County, Illinois, home to Chicago, has reported 1,347 deaths to date. Los Angeles, 1,000. King County, Washington, home to Seattle, 429. San Francisco, 23. You might think, even after accounting for all the other variables, New York's high density say that the catastrophe visited on New York City wasn't simply the work of the coronavirus, but a man-made disaster. In fact, one man's self-made disaster. But you'd be mistaken. He isn't the problem at all. The problem is this small, already targeted minority, the Jews. What? What's that? This doesn't make any sense? Of course it doesn't. Stop twisting yourselves into pretzels of befuddlement and shocked, shocked confusion about the mayor's actions. If it walks like a worse than useless bigot and talks like a worse than useless bigot and tweets like a worse than useless bigot, I've got news for you. It's not the effective and tolerant mayor of a great city. de Blasio might have been capitalizing on the behavior of a few Hasidic Jews when he railed against, quote, the Jewish community, unquote, at large. But anti-Semitism doesn't differentiate between those in long beards and black hats and Jews who are clean-shaven and bareheaded. In singling out the Jews for spreading the virus, the mayor was targeting all of us, making us all less safe. de Blasio is responsible for the thousands of deaths he could have prevented by doing his job. And he's also responsible for the lives he continues to put in danger. The millions of New Yorkers increasingly unsafe and uncared for, and the victims of the violence, some of them will cause others because their own worst fears and biases have been stoked. Everyone will suffer. Everyone will pay. Everyone but the one man who caused it all. And this is what I would say to MSLSD and CNN and all the other frauds and fakes. AOL and Yahoo, when you write a piece that say, well, the number is over 60,000 and Trump said this and Trump said that. Why don't you grow the hell up and act like really big grown-up journalists and go into New York City and see what the hell's been going on with this mayor and this governor. Take a look at the subways. Look at the decisions about the subways. Talk to the, uh, to the MTA individuals who have suffered from this. Go look at the bus system and what they did with the buses. Go look at the nursing homes and what they ordered the nursing homes to do. Wake the hell up. Go look at the decisions to get solar panels instead of ventilators. Go look at the decisions to cut hospital beds. Go look at the $6.1 billion debt this governor had going into this pandemic. And look at the mismanagement and the leaks by his own staff against the mayor. Before you trash Donald Trump. Trump never talks like this about Jews, and yet they call him an anti-Semite. Because they want to call him an anti-Semite. Because a lot of these groups are run by and headed by Obamaites and Clintonites and J Street types. And may I say other self-hating Jews. That's right, I said it. Because it's true. You want to look what's wrong with New York? Look at the mayor. You want to look what's wrong with New York State? Look at the governor. Look at their boneheaded decisions. And yet look how the media slobber all over them. It's pathetic. No wonder the governors and the mayors, they want all the decisions, and then they want us to pay for it. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. When the uh, DiCamio gave like half a million meals to the Muslim community, which is fine, while he was threatening to shut down churches and synagogues, the sooner the city's done with that reprobate, the better. This is what you get when you vote for a communist. I saved the dumbest for last. Joe Scarborough. Broadcasting from his basement in his estate in Jupiter, Florida, with his lovely wife, Mika, and uh, really toughing it out, as I see, with and background that they're in Washington, D.C. Let's listen to this, because he's talking to you. Cut 19, go. Reopening schools, 85% of Americans think this is a bad idea. And, and 99.9% of Americans don't even know who you are and don't watch your TV show. Think of that, Joe. Go ahead. Donald Trump going out, suggesting that schools reopen this all right, year. All right, let's stop, because this guy is such a serial, disgusting liar. Everybody knows Donald Trump said it's up to states and localities to decide when they're open for business. So everybody knows the local school districts, with the, with the guidance from their states, will make these decisions. This isn't even an issue when it comes to Donald Trump. This man is sick, Joe Scarborough. He wakes up with Donald Trump on his mind. He goes to bed with Donald Trump on his mind. He has dinner and breakfast and lunch with Donald Trump. He, he, is, a, he is an obsessed, mentally ill buffoon. And so is his lovely wife, may I say with all due respect. But he's, he's illustrative of the entire media. That is, they're not reporters, they're not journalists, they're not professionals. They're blowhards. They're blowhards. They're carbon dioxide contributors. That's all they are. This is a dumb guy. But because they have a handful of viewers, they put them on MSL. What else are they going to put on there? Andrea Mitchell? Brian Williams? What, what, what else? Uh, what's the other jerks? I have so many jerks there, I can't even think of them. Oh, Al Sharpton, he'd be a good one. So it was a close call between Al and Joe. And I said, we go with Al or Joe, Joe or Al? Uh, we'll go with Joe. He'll, he'll, uh, he'll talk in complete sentences and he'll keep attacking Trump. Anyway, go ahead. Have the Attorney General of the United States of America. At the same time, Donald Trump puts out guidelines that he's now, he's already forgotten. The hey, jackass. 
the Attorney General has forgotten more than you'll ever know. There are guidelines out there, but not one of the guidelines says that states are free to violate the federal constitution. Do you believe in the federal constitution and the Bill of Rights, you moron? Have you read them lately, you moron? Just listen to how stupid you are. I guess that's your base, your audience. This is uh, Mika and Joe at the breakfast table. You know, Mika, uh, we got to really dumb down the show today. You know, to your father's level, your, your late great father. It's big new. It's big new. We got to really dumb it down here because, you know, the audience doesn't understand anything. Uh, please, uh, pass the oatmeal. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, you know, Mika, so we, we, we really, in order to have an audience of at least seven, we got to, you know, commingle and, and, and confound. We've got, you know, we got to talk about the Constitution and the Attorney General not following the guidelines and Trump being a moron, wanting to drink, uh, you know, uh, Lysol. By the way, uh, honey, where is our Lysol? There's, there's kind of an odor in here. It's not me. I know, but I, know, but, yeah, I need the Lysol. The Lysol goes good with my uh, scrambled eggs here. I, I think I'm going to have some Lysol. Go ahead. Put out. Uh, and, and so these conser- these I'm not conservatives, they're idiots. These Trumpists who think oh. that they're Oh, go ahead. Yeah, keep going. Finding a way forward politically by attacking This guy is like a rambling homeless guy on the New York subway, sleeping in his own urine and feces, face down. When I think of Joe Scarborough, that's what I think of. Good job, MSLSD. Good job. Andy Lack. Hey, look, we're really journalism here. We're very proud of what we're doing here. We really are. Pass the vodka. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, all you folks helping us, providing us with food and safety and protection, moving our, our food from one part of the country to another. Thank you and God bless you. And we'll be right here tomorrow, so don't miss us. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.